of the topics that has been on our list for perhaps the longest time is what bracha you make on cereals in the morning, on breakfast cereals in the morning. So a few introductory remarks before we discuss the brachas on breakfast cereals. First of all, it is a very, very complicated area of halacha. And my strong recommendation is that you go to the Star K website, you print out the list that they have of pretty much every cereal you would ever think of eating anyway, and you will have there uh, every bracha rishona and bracha achrona that you're supposed to make on a cereal. That would be the easiest way to go about actually knowing what to do um, without having to actually learn all of the halachos. Uh, second point is that everything I'm going to say tonight um, is based on the work and research of Rav David Heber Shlita from the Star K and uh, the Sefer Vizos Abracha, which also just totally takes all of the work of Rav David Heber Shlita from the Star K. Third thing is that everything I'm going to say tonight does not go according to Rav Abadi Shlita, who has a very simple opinion and makes things much, much easier. And I'm told Mori Virabi Rabbi Baruch Simon follows Rav Abadi's opinion on this and most other things, uh, that is that all cold cereals of body holds are Bari Priyadama, end of story, nothing to talk about. So that's, that's all you have to know. And then it makes, makes breakfast time so much less stressful. Uh, only thing is, most postgames don't hold that way. So we're going to assume, for the sake of uh, this discussion, not like Rav Abadi Shlita, who is a phenomenal Tamil Chacham and Posek, but uh, it seems that on this particular issue, um, uh, most of the postgame do, uh, do not agree with him. Um, before we get into the cereals, what about the, the things you have together with the cereal? Normally people have dry cereal, they don't have a dry, they put milk in the cereal. So how do you deal with the bracha on the milk versus the bracha on the cereal? So if Moshe has a tshuva, Nigros Moshe or Chaim Dalid, Simon Mem Gimel, where he says very clearly that if the milk is there just to make it tastier or make the cereal easier to eat, but the ikr is clearly the cereal, you only need a bracha on the cereal, you do not need to make a bracha on the milk. If you add a lot of milk because you're thirsty, then you would make a bracha on the milk too, but if you're not drinking the milk for the sake of drinking, you're having the cereal for the sake of the cereal, and the milk just helps the cereal go down, so that you only make a bracha on the cereal, not on the milk. Even if you have some milk left over, and you drink up the milk that's left over after all the cereal is gone, you still only make a bracha on the cereal, not on the milk. That's what Moshe writes explicitly in the tshuva. If you have, let's say, fruit, cut up fruit in your cereal, like you cut up bananas or strawberries, or something like that into your cereal, so Rav Moshe writes in his tshuva that uh, you should make a separate bracha, but most achronim would say otherwise. In uh, the Sefer of Zos Abracha, he quotes several achronim that disagree with Rav Moshe, and let's say that it's m- like having a few fruits in a vegetable salad. Like you have a vegetable salad that has maybe some uh, mandarin oranges or something in the salad, but it's primarily a vegetable salad where you would only make a bracha on the majority, you would not make a bracha on the minority. This is very common with uh, some of the cereals have like freeze-dried strawberries and things like that in the cereal. So the primary element of the cereal is not the freeze-dried strawberries, it's the flakes of whatever kind that happen to be in the cereal. Corn flakes are a major discussion in the postkin. If the corn was totally crushed into a flour first and then turned into a flake, and according to Rev Heber's research, General Mills corn flakes, total corn flakes are made in this way, then it would be a shahakal. But if it was chunks of corn that were changed into flakes without being grind, ground into a flour first, like post corn flakes, Kellogg's corn flakes, and frosted flakes, then it would be a bari pri ha dama. 
if you're not sure, like every other situation, then you would say shahakol because shahakol works for anything. Um, if an ingredient says corn flour, then it's definitely shahakol, right? If it says corn flour, then you know it was ground into a flour. If it says corn or milled corn, it's much more likely that it's a ha'adama. But again, if you're not sure, you would go with the shahakol. That's just in terms of cornflakes. What if you like uh, other kinds of cereals? So it's important to just discuss ingredients for a second. Maybe I should have said this before. Corn flour would be shahakal. Normally, anything that's ground up to the point that it totally loses its tsura, it's completely crushed, it changes the bracha automatically to a shahakal. The notable exception to that rule is the five grains. A grain that's totally crushed and loses its tsura becomes flour, and then when you turn that, mix that flour with water and make something out of it, it will often be a mazonos or a hamosi or something like that. But it does not become a shahakal when you take a grain and crush it up and make it lose its tsura entirely. So grain flour is... Now rice is interesting. Rice flour would also does not turn into a shahakal when it becomes flour. It stays a mazonos um, and would be a bar nefasho. So rice krispies, fruity pebbles... Um, which we'll get to some other details, but pashtos, if it were made with rice flour, would be uh, would be mizonos and bar nefashos. Grain flour is mizonos alamichia, right? It would be mizonos and alamichia. Uh, alamichia only if you have a kazayas of it within within four minutes. Within four minutes, why is it mizonos? Pashtos, it's pasababakistin. We had all share in pasababakistin, and one of the definitions of pasababakistin, where it's baked to the point where it's baked to a crisp, where it's not soft like bread. Cereals are crispy. If they're good, so uh, so that would be pasababikisin. It's one of the definitions of pasababikisin. Cheerios is a major discussion because Cheerios pasha pshat if uh, is is one of the five grains. However, if Shechter and Rav Abadi, if I'm not mistaken, both subscribe to the shita of Professor Felix, who through his research uh, discovered that Cheerios that the oats are not really one of the five grains, and uh, th- therefore they would say you make a hadama on Cheerios as well. Okay, mixture of uh, different different flowers. What if you have different flowers that are all mixed together in the ingredients? You have some wheat flour, some uh, rice flour, all different kinds of flowers mixed together. So if the grain flour is there for taste, meaning if it's the first ingredient, then you know for sure it's definitely there for taste. Or even if it's not the first ingredient, if it's there for taste, you would say mizonos. You'd say alamichya, um, pashtus only if you eat a kazayis bikdeachilis pras. And if there are a lot of different flowers mixed in, so it's unlikely you're actually going to get a kazayis of the grain flour bikdeachilis pras. According to Rav Heber, um, he, he thinks even eating kazayis bikdeachilis pras of the whole, the whole taroves is okay for an alamichya, that you don't need to have a kazayis bikdeachilis pras of the, the, the grain flour. Uh, examples of mixtures of flowers and cereals, Kellogg's Fruit Loops, Apple Jacks, Honeycombs, Alphabets, so all those things, the grain is in it and the grain is there for taste and therefore it would still maintain, it would still retain the bracha of Mizonos even though there are other kinds of flour mixed in that are not grain flour, so it would still be a Mizonos. Um, bran, if it's real bran, so that would have a din of subin and that would be shahakal, but you, be careful because a lot of the things that are advertised as bran aren't real bran, it's really, they, they, because bran tastes disgusting. So they want to have a cereal that tastes decent, so it's not really uh, pure bran. Usually it's, uh, you know, they, they keep the endosperm of the, the, uh, the wheat in the flake, and that's really the ichor, and that's going to be, uh, that's going to be a mizono still. Um, if the grain is only there for texture, but it's not there for taste, 
so which is very hard to know, but that would be a shahakal. An example of where that would happen is if, let's say, it's called wheat starch. It's not even called wheat flour. It's called wheat starch, and it's listed after the corn flour, such as cocoa puffs. So cocoa puffs, that's the mitzias. It's called wheat starch, and it's listed after the uh, the the the, the uh, corn flour. So then it would, it's definitely just for texture; it's not for taste at all. Then it would be shahakal, Captain Crunch, Tricks, all those types of cereal. They do have some grain uh, grain flour in them, but it's purely for texture; it's not for taste at all. So those uh, those cereals would be shahakal. Uh, Postman had a great time when the cereal Crispix came out because that pose all sorts of unique challenges because it's not really mixed together. It's very distinct. One side and the other side and two totally different kinds of flowers. And there's no rove because it's exactly 50-50. So very gishmak. Very gishmak ashayla. So Crispix uh, doesn't have a majority on either side. So the, what uh, Rabbi Heber suggests is same as Zonos on the rice side first. The rice side is the dimmer side. And then uh, say Hadam on the corn side, which is the brighter side. So that's how you'd have to eat Crispix. Very delicious. Um, if you're not sure, if you're not sure what to do, so then you would uh, you would say shahakal, but the bracha chrona would be very tricky because uh, it's not so passionate. But you could just play it safe with any bracha chrona. So it's always best to stay out of sveikos. Um, puffed cereals are also an interesting discussion. Some cereals they never grind down into a flour; they somehow um, puff it by, uh, by 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 using some sort of heat and air, and they just uh, you know they take a kernel of rice and turn it into a rice crispy. So uh, so c- there are cereals that are made that are made this way. In that case, lechora it should stay a hadama. If it's uh, like like you like eating uh, any toasted grains, Rav Abadi, when he says all cereals are hadama, he holds every cereal has a din of like toasted wheat, of like toasted grains that are never really made into a cake-like substance. He holds. I, I tried to figure out the svara exactly. I have his chelik uh, aleph of his chuvas at home, and he only has uh, one line where someone asks him, "What bracha you make on Rice Krispies?" and his answer is hadama because it's like kleios. That's all he says. doesn't give any explanation. Someone told me, B'Shem Rabbi Simon, that in his second volume of tshuvas, he has a whole tshuva explaining it, but I can't find it in any store. So, uh, so I'm stuck in the, uh, in the meantime. But, um, but that's the idea, that when you have a toasted, uh, a toasted grain, something like that, it would still, it would still remain, it would still remain a, a, a ha'adama. Now, um, um, okay, now the exa- Rice Krispies, Pashtus Armazonos, though, because they're also cooked. They're not just puffed into a crisp. They're, they're also cooked. So if it's cooked, then it becomes, then it's like rice, then it's mazonos. Corn pops are a hadama. Corn pops that are made in America, at least, are hadama. But in Canada, it's made into a flour first. And if it's made into flour first, then it's a shahakal. But uh, as long as you stay on, the, you know, on this side of the border, uh, it, would be, it would be hadama. Puffed wheat also would be hadama for that reason. Rav Moshe has a tshuva about a cereal he calls sugar crisp. Sugar Crisp, I believe, is now called Golden Crisp. I believe it's the same exact cereal, or Honey Smacks, you know, also very similar. Um, I believe it's the same exact cereal. They just changed the name. I remember when I was a kid, they changed the name of that cereal like every week. Super Golden Crisp, Super Sugar Crisp, Sugar Super Crisp. Like they, they changed. It, it remained the, the, same, the same cereal throughout. Um, they're cooked in water before they're puffed with heat, so um, most would say it becomes a mazonos. Others say it's still a hadama because the water doesn't really cook it. The water is just there for doing other things to it, but 
but uh, but Pashta says that it would remain a, a, a mizonos. Rav Moshe is not sure which way to go. He says either bracha really works, however, whichever way you want to go. The most nogea shayla probably is when it comes to, know, these are all nogea obviously, but uh, granola is a major discussion along these lines. Uh, if granola is cooked in water, so then it becomes a mizonos. But if the granola is just toasted, so that's like a toasted grain, and that becomes that, that's a hadama, that remains a hadama. So granola bars is a major discussion in the postkim, right? So if, if the mitzias is, which I believe it is, that it's cooked in water, then most postkim would say that it would be a mizonos. But if you have like a granola mix as like a topping or something, and sometimes when, when you put the topping on the yogurt or whatever, whatever it might be, so then you only make a brach on the yogurt anyway. But when you're, if let's say you're munching on the topping, because you just like the taste of the topping, so very often the way granola is made is it would be a hadama. So people very often aren't, uh, aren't aware of that, that halacha. So that's the very short version of the halachas of what bracha to make at cereal. And the even shorter version is to print out the star K chart, and then you'll know exactly what bracha to make at cereal. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.